A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I've got Casey Herbis. He's the Chief Marketing Officer of Quicken Loans. This is actually Casey's second time coming on the show. The last time he was on episode 98 back in June of 2018. We get an updated view on Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage activity. Today on the show, we're going to talk about his Super Bowl commercial that launched earlier this year with Jason Moma who most of you would know as Aquaman. Um, and we talk about how that came about, uh, the relationship with Jason Momoa, the partnership with the NFL, and Rocket Mortgage being the official mortgage sponsor of the NFL. We also talk about other sports sponsorships like the PGA Tour, eSports, as well as uh, Forbes 30 Under 30 programs, and the impact that it's having on Detroit, which is the hometown of Rocket Mortgage. And uh, they're doing quite a lot to bolster the city and the community that they're living in. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Casey Herbis. Casey, welcome back to the show. Hey, Alan, thanks uh, thanks for having me. It's been almost, I think, two years since we had a chance to chat. So thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I know. It's been way too long. It's been way too long. And I, I think when we talked last time, we one of the things we talked about, we talked about a lot, but one of the things we talked about was your personal connection to Detroit. And if anyone that's listening follows you or Quicken Loans, you cannot miss your guys' efforts about bolstering and talking about how great Detroit is. What is it that excites you on a personal level? And then, you know, what excites the company about Detroit? 
Yeah, um, great question. I mean, just a little bit of a history lesson. You know, Quicken Loans uh, and the family companies were a 35 year old company. Um, our chairman and founder, Dan Gilbert, uh, started the company 35 years ago. And we sell, now are celebrating this year 10 years being in downtown Detroit as this organization continued to grow. And we were looking at what was next. What was next was making a move to our city and working in downtown Detroit. And so what was 1,700 people and team members 10 years ago, we now have over 18,000 team members here in downtown Detroit, spread out across dozens of buildings. And, you know, it's super exciting to be here in downtown Detroit as the city continues to uh, go through not only revitalization, renaissance, and it's so exciting to see what is happening in, in a great American city in Detroit. No, it's great. It's great to see. And it's great to see a company like Quicken Loans and the founders and, and everyone, all the executive team to get behind the place that defines where you come from. <laughs> so I applaud your efforts in that regard. Well, it's, it's in one of our philosophies here. So when Dan, when Dan started the company, he developed these foundational values uh, that we call isms. These isms are very simple phrases, things that we use in our life a lot of times. Yes, before no, take the roast out of the oven and the one that we use quite a bit here is every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses. And that also, uh, so that applies to our client focus uh, when it comes to, you know, achieving the American dream of owning a home, but also doing good, doing good, not only for our clients, but for our community. And that that really drives the uh, drives the passion and culture here at the organization is taking care of the clients, but also doing the right thing and with a for more than profit uh, philosophy and helping our community in the cities of Detroit, Cleveland, and Phoenix, where we have large presence. Love it. And how's business doing? I think the last time we talked, you had just become, if I'm right, I may be off, but you just become the largest mortgage lender. Yeah. When we last spoke in that year, in 2018, and really during the Super Bowl, we launched a campaign with Keegan-Michael Key, one of Detroit's own in the translator campaign. And we made the proclamation and we made the proclamation and we were able to tell the, the country that we were now America's largest lender. That was in Q1 of 2018. And as we rolled through 2019, we had our best quarter ever. And we we ended the year in 2019. We did over $145 billion in loan origination, loan volume. And that was actually 45% above our best year ever. So that feels pretty damn good. That feels pretty damn good. And I can tell you what I love about this organization. It's like the old Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones rule. You get about 24 hours to celebrate and then it's what's next. And uh, what's next for us is investing in people, process, technology. The market is on fire again, yet again. And we're, you know, we're setting ourselves up for another hopefully record-breaking year in 2020. We just finished. We just finished back-to-back best days ever. The rates are an all-time low. And you know that feels good as a, as a company, feels good as a marketer to be being able to succeed in this fast-paced environment. That's awesome. That's awesome. And those are those are startup numbers, growth numbers, you know, 45 percent. That's amazing for a company the size of Quicken Loans. Yeah, we had, you know, we had big aspirations, big goals in 2019. Thankfully, the market cooperated with us along the way. But it's also the determination that our team members here have at Quicken Loans of we don't rest. It's always about what's next. What can we be doing better? What can we be doing better for the company, the organization, the community? But ultimately, it's all about the clients. You know, one thing that Dan Gilbert always talks about here is love your clients, love your team. Uh, Let's be honest. 
we're not going to have a team unless we have clients. And so that's where we've got people obsessed here, finding a better way and making sure our clients are taken care of. That's awesome. I know last time, I'm pretty sure last time you were on, we talked Super Bowl. We got to talk Super Bowl again, because my understanding is Rocket Mortgage by Quicket Loans. You launched one of the highest rated Super Bowl commercials this year, and it was starring Jason Momoa. And in terms of him getting comfortable at home was the context. But I would love to know what went into making an award-winning commercial like that or a highest rated commercial like that. And the second, I don't think I've ever seen Jason Momoa do a commercial before. So I'm curious about how you got him in the first place. Yeah, well, thank, thanks, Alan, for the uh, compliment. What I'm very, very proud of, if you go back over the last 10, 15 years of Super Bowl commercials, generally, we'll use USA Today ad meter as the, the benchmark, if you will. By and large, in the top 10 every year are tried and true Super Bowl brands. You'll have uh, beer companies, auto companies, maybe a fast, uh, a quick serve restaurant, and Amazon and NFL. So to be a mortgage company, a commodity-based uh, organization and brand, to have an ad in the top 10 is something I'm very, very proud of. And the process is grueling. You know, anyone that other CMOs that you've spoken to and people that listen, the Super Bowl process is, uh, it's a grind. But what I keep telling myself time after time, this was my fifth Super Bowl campaign I've been blessed enough to be part of. When times are tough, you're working late nights, early mornings, you're not sleeping well. What I keep telling myself is if this was easy, everybody would do it. When you go on and you're buying a 60 second spot, you invest in the production, you invest in all the other media that surrounds that. I mean, let's be honest, it's a 20 million, $25 million 60 second play for your brand. And things can go very well, things can go bad. And in some ways, if nothing happens, that's almost worse. Where you've invested all that money, but um, you know, so the process for that it's a grind. It starts with finding creative partners. Um, we're in a large in-house agency, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, more. But we also go outside for when it comes to Super Bowl. So we had over 10 agencies pitch us ideas. We had 150 ideas. We started. We saw the Jason Momoa comfortable idea very early. We liked it. We continued to shape it. And at a certain point, before I got too excited, we wanted to make sure that Jason Momoa and his camp and you know his supporters were in favor of it. And we took it to him. And as you mentioned, Jason Momoa has never done a paid endorsement before. He's got affinity brands. He works closely with Carhartt and Harley Davidson. Those are brands that he grew up with. He's got passion for. And uh, when we took the idea to Jason, the reaction was, oh, my God. This is maybe the best, if not the best idea I've ever seen. I don't know if I want to do a paid endorsement. And so we got to know each other. And it wasn't about the creative idea. It was also sharing the story about our brands. And so what Jason maybe knew of us was obviously we're a mortgage company. He knew Dan Gilbert via Dan's uh, involvement in NBA and uh, you know other business dealings, but he didn't know who we were as an organization. So we shared with them those philosophies of every client, every time, what we're doing in our cities, how we work with the communities, our involvement with veterans. And so while the creative idea was there, we formed a partnership before we even came to an agreement. And listen, Jason Momoa, and I've, I've been blessed to work with a number of celebrities uh, you know, various brands. And I can tell you what you see on an interview couch or on social media is who he is in real life. Couldn't have been nicer, collaborative, smart, beyond funny. He, he'll tell you his dream was to be an SNL uh, character and he loved so so what he loved about, really loved about this was, I mean, let's be honest, Jason Momo was six foot four, 240 pounds, great looking, great head of hair. And uh, this gave him a chance to show the world his, you know, comedy chops. 
And I think it came out, it came out uh, certainly. And so really excited to work with a, with a high level talent like that. His wife, Lisa Bonet, who she's, I've been, I grew up watching Lisa and you know, her, her talent and she wanted to be part of the commercial. And so all of a sudden that was exciting. And that, you know, Lisa Bonet uh, was part of our Super Bowl campaign and she was really ha- hands-on involved with the creative process. And so, you know, when you're a brand, you take the risk or if you take the leap at the opportunity to be on the Super Bowl, you spend all that money, you, you hopefully find the right creative idea, you find the right partner. And that was in my 25, 26 years, what I've shared with, that was the most collaborative well-oiled, I'll call it process between our agency, High Dive out of Chicago, my QL marketing team, Jason Momoa, his camp. Like it was just the most well-organized, aligned team effort because it, it truly takes 100 plus people at any given time pulling in the same direction to uh, bring a Super Bowl campaign to life. Yeah, it's definitely no small feat like you're describing. And I like how you're talking about getting to know Jason to make that partnership work. I think that's vital. And his, to your point about his authenticity, it just comes off the screen when you watch the how this commercial was made <laughs> video that you guys put out as well. You can just see he looks like a fun guy to hang out with, frankly. And that's exactly right, um, Alan, is that before we shot, we went and met him. He invited us to come visit him on set where he was shooting another project. And he had shot all night. So he had shot from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. We rolled in at 9 a.m. He rolled, you know, he had been up all night. He came in and for two hours, we just ideated on the concept and he gave us feedback and thoughts and, hey, how about this? How about that? In which, you know, let's not that it's happened to me, knock on wood, but you could have a talent to show up, give me the script. I'll do my work. I'm out. He knew that if I'm going to do a quote unquote paid endorsement, or I'm a partner with a brand that I have the ability to influence, have influence, have a say and think. Thankfully, we are of the same mind in which, Jason, I'm not going to tell you to do anything. Let's work on the right thing to do. And he was a collaborative partner from pre-production, on-set, post-production. We were talking to him two times a day as we were uh, wrapping up production and moving from a rough cut into finishing the spot. We were talking to him in the morning and night every day for a week, just reviewing cuts and edits and takes and things like that. And you don't get that from a lot of, you probably don't get that from a lot of talent, but that was somebody that said, you know, if I'm going to put my brand out there in front of 115, 120 million people, I want to make sure that we're both happy. And so just really, really proud to to have met Jason and we're still talking to him quite a bit about some future things. And uh, it was purely an honor. No, that's great. That's great. And, and, you know, and the results showed for themselves in terms of the rankings on the USA Today ad meter, so to speak. And you're in good company with your former company up there, FCA and the Jeep spot. So it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. And the Jeep, the Jeep spot was uh, awesome. Interestingly enough, uh, the agency we worked with, High Dive out of Chicago, was also the agency that was part of the Jeep commercial with Bill Murray. And I told them the other day, I want a percentage of their new business uh, wins here in the next couple of years. I want royalties. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Should, I hope you're listening. <laughs> should have done a little equity swap there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly right. But that's all part of it. It's um we went to a number of agencies, some large agencies, you know, big holding companies. And we went to some smaller agencies, you know, smaller boutique shops like High Dive. And what's really interesting now, Alan, is now we see media companies, media companies that have full blown creative staffs. Facebook, for example, Facebook brings Super Bowl ideas, not just for their platform, but they know that, you know, even though we live in the multi-screen social digital world, that still the the big screen of the TV, the, the king of the 30 or the 60 is still what sells. And so now I have Facebook literally pitching us 
super wide deal. So it's really, it's really fun to, it's a grind, it's grueling, it can be frustrating, but what I say every time, again, if it's not easy, everyone would be doing it. And the day after the Super Bowl, I vow not to do a Super Bowl ad the next year, but I'm already thinking about next year. Yeah, no. So in addition to the Super Bowl spot, Rocket Mortgage was announced as an exclusive multi-year partnership with the NFL and, and becoming the official mortgage sponsor of the NFL. I'm guessing that big brands need big sponsorships, but how do you think about sponsorships and their potential? Sure. And thanks for bringing the, the NFL partnership up. That's one that we're a brand that does large big things, if you will. We have a history with doing things that have never been done before. Seven, eight years ago, we did the Carrier Classic on an active military ship a basketball game between my alma mater, Michigan State, North Carolina. We did the billion dollar bracket, the Yahoo billion dollar bracket and partnered up with Warren Buffett for that. And then we just brought the PJ Tour to Detroit for the first time. So along the way, we had looked and thought about a, a way to do a nationwide sweepstakes centered around squares, or I know in the East Coast, people call them uh, boxes, I come to learn. So uh, I don't care if you're a a 10-year-old kid or an 80-year-old grandmother, you gather up for the Super Bowl and you you participate in the squares at the office, at home, community, whatever, but it's never been done before at a national scale with the in partnership with the NFL. So we brought that idea to them. We pitched them. They were looking for a financial partner and we pitched them the cornerstone of a financial partnership, be the Super Bowl, Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl squares. And they agreed to it. And um, they agreed to it, the, the concept. We obviously had to put the deal together very, very quickly, like the fastest I've ever seen an agreement come together. And we stood up and launched uh, early January, the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares, which was a huge success. It blew away our expectations. So when you look at, you look at a brand, we're a big brand, you know, we're America's largest lender. We pride ourselves on working with big brands. And the approach to spark sponsorships and partnerships is obviously one is, is there, an, there is there a, what, the consumer, you know, the consumer, the client, the prospects, you know, is there, uh, there's interest on both sides, you know, obviously people that own homes, watch football, play golf, participate in esports, whatever it might be. But really it's also looking at other brands. We get pitched every single day. I had three calls on the way in this morning, you know, for partnership opportunities is we look at how can brands work together, but also use the strengths of each other's brands to, uh, and borrow equity from each other to tell one story. And so the NFL, where I get really excited about the NFL, think about how the NFL has evolved over the last 10, 15 years it is truly a 365-day-a-year brand. You roll right out of Super Bowl to combines, to the NFL draft, to OTAs, to training camp. The season kicks off through the playoffs, and then it's a 365-day brand. And for us, what we love is we want to be part of the Super Bowl every year, whether it's the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl squares, we're in the game. Uh, the NFL draft changes lives. What is one of the first things that a top first, second-round draft pick does when they get that first paycheck? They buy mom a house. <laughs> you know, they, and, and by the way, last time I checked, we're a mortgage company and we'd love to be part of that and tell that story. And then in the fall, in the fall, in November, one of the big passion points for the NFL is salute to service and supporting veterans. That's a big passion for us since uh, our involvement with Community Solutions Built for Zero, helping try to eradicate veteran homelessness is so the month of November, we'll work with the NFL and supporting salute for service. And then Thanksgiving Day, where let's be honest anymore, there's only certain times a year where everything seems to stop and you're together as a group and family and you interact and, you know, Thanksgiving day, there's three games every day and you're going to see a large presence on uh, Thanksgiving day with uh, rocket mortgage and NFL. And 
then you'll roll right back in the Super Bowl. So it's looking at big brands and how can we work together, tell a shared story, but also borrow equity from each other and activate along the way. I love it. I love it. Well, and you're no, you're no novice to sponsorships. So you guys are working with the PGA, you got esports, you've even got Forbes sponsorships. Tell us a little bit about the highlights. What are you most excited about the stuff that you've done recently with other sponsors? Yeah, great question. Um, we've been a partner with the PGA Tour for a number of years. It was a passion for us to bring the PGA Tour to Detroit. Anyone that knows the story of Detroit in 2008, 9, and 10, the PGA was in Michigan. There was a lot of sponsorships from the automotive companies in golf. And unfortunately, those all went away uh, in 8, 9, and 10. And the golf tournaments went away. One of our things is we want to be able to do good by the community, but also shine a spotlight on our city. What a better way than, you know, for one week, bring 156 of the world's best golfers and coaches and trainers and influencers and media networks. And the list goes on and on to the city of Detroit and not within the city. And so that was uh, you know last year for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. That was our inaugural year. We're really, really proud of how that that. We want, we were the most awarded PJ tour event in which we're from a di- inclusion and diversity special events. Uh, we got a lot of accolades for that. We, that event's coming back here soon. You mentioned esports. I am not the target. I'm a 48 year old guy. And my last recollection of uh, esports was, you know, Sega Genesis in my dorm, dorm room 30 years ago. And so esports, esports. Make no mistake, you know, five years ago, I would say it was niche. It was, you know, on the outside. And now look at investments, investments on behalf of networks. I mean, if I were to go through my ESPN feed, I'll get through the NFL news. I'll get through, you know, NBA and right around. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. On the golf, MMA is esports. You look at what ESPN, Turner, Yacht, like all the networks have invested and the audience standpoint. So Dan invest, Dan Gilbert invested in a team called uh, 100 Thieves, part of League of Legends. That League of Legends, they average uh, 90 million uniques a month on YouTube. And the Super Bowl audience is 115 million. So it, it is at scale. The passion that I see from esports fans is something I have not seen here in the United States. I'll give you an example is we were a sponsor and we were the first brand to bring a uh, League of Legends as a brand partnership to life. So we were we were partnered with the League of Legends Summer Finals this past year in Detroit. And I went to it and I had a perception of what I was going to see. The perception is what we probably all think. Like it was a young, very young audience. They're not, you know, they don't buy cars. They don't own homes. They, you know, they're very young. And and I walked that arena and we sold the arena out. And I walked that arena for two and a half days. And I was blown away by a couple of things. One is the audience was more mature than I expected. 
Um, obviously, I had a perception, but also the passion. I've been blessed to go to a couple like Serie A uh, soccer games in Italy where I went to Juventus and I saw Juventus play just a mid-level team on a lazy summer day. And the game meant nothing. And there was 30,000 people in that stadium. And I could have been at Michigan Stadium on a Saturday playing Ohio State. The passion, the knowledge, the loyalty that esports fans have was nothing I've ever seen before here in uh, in the states, really, since I've been growing up as a whole. So that's awesome. And then uh, one thing that you had mentioned, what am I proud about? We brought Forbes 30 under 30 here to Detroit for the first time this past year, and I would love for you to come in. You've got to check this thing out. It is ten thousand of America's youngest, smartest minds that descend upon a city, and it is like it is nuts. I'm you know I sat and had dinner with 21 year old young folks that are already on their second company. You know, they, they already built, they sold, they're thinking about what's next. Folks that had immigrated here to the United States at a very young age and found, you know, found their passion, small business, whatever it might be. And, you know, that's a chance for us to have 10,000 people come to the city of Detroit for the most part, the first time ever. And so they're able to see, they have a perception or they're told, but they come here, they see it for their own eyes. And it's a chance for us to shine yet another big spotlight on the city. So those types of sponsorships and partnerships, they do a couple of things. One is how can we lift the brand? How can we be relevant to our clients? But it's also, especially for things we do here in our cities, is how can we shine that spotlight on everything that's going on in our communities? That's great. Beyond sponsorships, you've got, you mentioned it earlier, and I think we talked about it a little bit the last time you were on, but you've got one of the largest in-house agencies in the country if not the world. And when we, I think when we talked about it before, I want to say you were right around 200 people, but I think it's up to 300 folks almost now inside your in-house agency. And I'm just, you know, I want to ask you a little bit about like why in-house and then where are you growing? Where are you expanding? Yeah. And so yeah, when we talked last time, Alan, I think we were about 150 team members. And actually this morning I was doing space planning with my team because we're busting out of the, we're busting out of some walls here in downtown Detroit. We're building on some new space and we're upwards now of 280 team members on the QL marketing team. And when our interns arrive, which is just in a few weeks, we love interns around here. I'll have 40 plus interns uh, spending the summer with us. So we'll flex up to well over 300. So the team the team continues to grow. Our expansion and our expansion of responsibilities continues to grow within the Quicken Loans and with the Rock family of companies. Uh, we have over 100 companies uh, within the family. We have many of them in the fintech space. So obviously Quicken Loans, Rocket Mortgage. We also have Rocket Homes, which is a real estate arm. Rocket Loans, which is small B2C. Uh, we have Rapid Finance, which is small business lending. We have the broker business and the, the extended retail, which we call Quicken Loans Mortgage Services. So we're now the agency for seven other brands within the organization. And so that's where we have seen a lot of growth. And we do everything here from, you know, Super Bowl down to t-shirts that we give away to our team members and everywhere in between. You asked the question about why in-house and it's interesting. I've been, you know, in this business now, 20, I got to do the math. We're 27 years, 27 years this year. And I spent the first 17 years of my career working at a large agency, BBDO, part of the Omnicom family. We are, we were over 2000 people solely servicing the Chrysler, Daimler Chrysler now, and then you know, it was ultimately FCA business. And then I moved over to FCA where I was the Fiat marketing director for seven years, where we were solely dependent upon agencies. There's a, a large organization. The marketing team was not that big. I want to say upwards of 75 to 80 team members and we were solely dependent upon agencies. And now that I come here, I, uh, it's now an in-house agency. So now I come to a, a large in-house agency that for the most part, 
outside of media, brand media playing and buying and some sports activation. Everything is done in-house. And uh, it's really interesting. There are some pros and cons. I much more side to the pros. I love the fact that our team members are in the business, not on the business. So they're able to operate at a quicker speed of the game pace, if you will, because we're all here together. The team has the ability to learn and grow across the organization. We have a lot of folks that, a lot of team members within this company that want to join marketing. And I love it. My biggest fear is that I will just get ideas that I like and that I'll buy. That's my biggest, biggest fear, Alan. And I challenge the team. Don't bring me ideas or don't bring me something that Casey will like or Casey will buy. Challenge. Challenge yourselves. Challenge me. I've had a couple instances where I saw a creative idea and I did not like it. I mean, I didn't get it. I didn't like it. It didn't, it just was not for me. And in the room, I had six other people that were literally on the table, hitting the table, laughing, giggling, whatever it might be. And it was obviously a a comedic idea they were pitching me. And uh, when I stepped back and realized it was for a, it was a Facebook video idea. I pushed back my chair and I thought, who am I? Who am I to say no? I'm not the audience. I am not the audience. You didn't get tagged later with OK Boomer, did you? No, I did not. Yeah, listen, if anyone ever says, okay, boomer, I'm dropping the mic and walking out. <laughs> Someone threatened that line on me the other day, and it was a, that was a quick conversation. <laughs> I'm, an old, I'm an old Gen Xer. I still pride myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in, that, I'm in that same family. So, yeah. But I have had the okay, boomer moment, and it's not fun. It's not fun. And it's okay. It's, that's where, again, to my point of don't bring me ideas I just like. And when I see ideas and I have to think about who is the audience, if you're around here over the summer, I can't tell you how many times I'll see an intern walking by my office or they sit outside my office and I literally grab them. I pull them into my office and I'd show them stuff like give me your feedback. Give me your thoughts. What does that say to you? Because it says something. It most likely says something different to me than it does to you. And I get their feedback because again, most often I'm not the audience. So I think about who's the target, who we're trying to talk to and making sure we're relevant. There's nothing worse worse than being a brand that tries too hard, doesn't sound authentic, and uh, is just speaks to themselves. There's there's nothing that saddens me more than that. Right. No, I totally agree. I mean, you've been successful with this in-house model, and I'm curious if, if there's advice you'd give to other CMOs that are either thinking about it or thinking about expanding their in-house efforts. Any thoughts at all? Yeah. I mean, I, again, I'm a big proponent of it. You know, having been at a big agency, been on the client side, they're solely dependent. I've got everybody here. One of the, again, it's also, it's challenging. It's challenging the team, making sure one of the things that uh, our vice chairman says here is y'all better be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that means pushing ourselves. Uh, another thing here at Quicken Loans, I talked about our best year ever last year at 145 billion. And I can tell you, we're not resting our loyals. What got us here to this amazing spot at the end of 19 will not get us there to where we want to go in 2020 and beyond. So it's how are we approaching things different? I don't believe in wash and repeat. I don't believe in that's how we used to do it. How do you continue to evolve? How do you continue to challenge uh, challenge ourselves? Another thing I really respect about our company and organization, which I was not used to until I joined, is it's okay to fail. It is okay to fail. And if you fail, fail fast learn from how you failed and then how would you do it different the second or or maybe third time there's nothing here that well again one of our isms here is take the roast out of the oven you know i've been at places before where you could sit in meetings with procurement and legal and finance and morality police for six months and nothing gets done here it's if there's an idea 
go for it. It's a yes before no culture and let's do it. And how do we know unless we try it? And so it's always encouraging them. Also bringing in partners. It's not, we're not an insulated steel walled off organization and team. I have Facebook here on a monthly basis, Google here monthly, Twitter's here twice a month. I bring in outside agencies to pitch us ideas and give us give us thoughts. I'll have a consulting firms come in here and give us thoughts and ideas or approaches. Uh, by no means, we, we don't have all the answers, but I want to make sure that we're staying on top of what's relevant, what's forthcoming. Again, what got us here won't get us there. I love it. I want to switch gears a little bit and and do my my normal segment where we talk about you a little bit more. And you've already answered my favorite question, which is you know, what experience your past defines and makes up who you are today. And last time we spoke, you talked about education, you know, you first to go to college in your extended family along along with obviously your wife, your marriage and kids. I'm curious over the last two years, what's been the most rewarding experience you've had since we last spoke? Yeah. In the last two years, there's a couple of things. One is the Rocket Mortgage Classic, as well as the Super Bowl ad this past year. I'll use the Rocket Mortgage Classic or PJ Tour event as an example. We had talked for years about bringing the PJ Tour to Detroit. It just wasn't in the cards at the time. The PJ Tour approached us about a pathway to Detroit, and we took we started listening yet again with a yes before no attitude. And we decided and agreed to bring the PJ Tour to Detroit. And I, I have the I'm literally looking at the date written on my wall. Well, it was April 17th of 2018. And we were given a date by the PGA Tour of July of 2019. For the most part, it takes an organizer two plus years to stand up a PGA Tour event. And we had we had 14 months. And I am not in the golf business. I don't have anyone here that's in the golf business. And we we had an agency partner that was very limited in their golf tournament partnership and standing something up like that. So quite honestly, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. But the determination and going back to the Super Bowl example of it takes a village and it takes a village. It wasn't just the Quicken Loans marketing team and our golf tournament partner. It literally... Alan, I tr- we turned this place upside down and where I had government affairs working with the city. We had our diversity inclusion and our chief diversity officer working with the neighborhoods and the communities and our community fund doing cleanup around the city to get ready for it. It was, it was like, we're not putting on a golf tournament. We're putting on something much bigger than that. It's it's an opportunity to, again, shine that spotlight on the city. And I was hopeful and confident that everything inside the ropes would go great. And it did. It, it was a matter of outside the ropes, meaning our team member, our, our team member experience, our clients and the community that showed up to support the golf tournament. That's something that quite honestly, when it was the last day, when the putt last dropped, that was like, and I had a feeling I haven't had in a while. It was just like, oh my gosh, we did this, but now how are we going to be better? You know, again, so how can we get 50% better this year? And that's what quite honestly, after the Super Bowl, I'm 40% of my day is focused on that. Got it. Got it. You've accomplished a lot. If you were to advise your younger self, how would you do it? What, what would you tell them? I get asked that question a lot. And thankfully, the world of technology makes it a lot easier. But I did not, I didn't think about, no one really gave me the counsel. And maybe it just was not as prevalent back when I was a younger, you know, younger buck in this business was the power of networking, where, you know, I was just a kid coming out of college, head down trying to forge my way within a, within a company. I didn't pick my head up very often to appreciate those around me, those outside of my walls, developing relationships outside the walls or in the community. Uh, it wasn't probably until the last 10, 15 years where I kind of started doing it. 
not by advice or anything, but started doing it. And the power of building trust-based relationships and networking. You know, I have the opportunity to speak to a lot of young people in this business, whether it be interns. I go to my kids' schools. I'm going to them in a couple of weeks and I talk to them and I almost give them the same. I give my daughter's eighth grade class the same thing, same advice as I give uh, young interns here. It's the old Ferris Bueller. Uh, there's three things I always talk about is it's the Ferris Bueller line of, you know, life moves pretty fast. If you don't look around once in a while, it might just pass you by. The Warren Buffett quote of it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you might do things differently. What I use that is social media, of which there's another quote that I use that it's uh, it's a meme. It says, I'm so glad I grew up in the 70s and 80s because I did so much stupid shit and there ain't no record of it. <laughs> right. But I tell these kids that, you know, and just think about your brand every single day. And the last one I share with them is never burn a bridge. And if you burn a bridge, I promise you, maybe but you might know about it. Most likely you will be unbeknownst to you, but you will have to cross that bridge at some point, some way, some out again in your life and it might come back to bite you in the butt but it's network it's you know for me the big the big power and what i give young folks is the young team members here is build your net you know think about your brand and building your network because you don't know i just hired an executive creative director here that i met 25 years ago that i really haven't seen more than three times in 20 plus years but we stayed connected and when i when i was looking to bring in a high level executive creative director i reached out to him and here we are, you know, we rekindled our relationship from 20 plus years ago. And I remembered how he was and we connected over the, you know, we rekindled the, those 20 years and brought it back together. And here he is. He's been with me for over a year and he's killing it. Yeah, no, that's that's great advice. It's great advice. And to your point, like I didn't understand the power of networking probably myself until about five or six years into my career and uh, became obvious. So it, it is tremendous. So I echo and underline your, your point about the power of networking. Well, I got two last questions. One quick one, and it's a new one I'm testing out. So you're my guinea pig. (laughs) So curious, you know, what's been the most impactful purchase of $100 or less that you've made in the last, say, six or 12 months? And you can go a little longer if you you need to, but just curious. Most impactful purchase of $100 or less. So uh, there's two things. Can I give you two things? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. Well, one was very recently, and uh, my team appreciated this, is I've been, I'm going through some type of midlife crisis and I was trying to grow my hair hair out. And I think everybody was afraid to tell me the truth. And um, when we were on the set, Jason Momoa had his own stylist. And uh, I built up the courage to ask the stylist for counsel. And uh, he gave me real talk and he chopped my hair. That was, it cost me a lot of money to even have the stylist there, but it didn't cost me anything cash out of pocket. So I'd say that one was uh, what I like to say added value. But another one is a Nerf gun. And we love having, we love I love when team members here bring their kids on a snowy day in Detroit where schools are closed or during the summer. I love when we have kids here in the office. We're a pretty fun atmosphere and culture. And my son, uh, my nine-year-old son is infatuated with Nerf guns at this point in his life. And I bought him like a 26 round, like the old school machine guns you'd see in the World War One, where the, the you would have to turn the crank to fire a round. Yeah, he's got one here. And he I warn everybody here that my nine-year-old son Cash is coming to visit us and everyone is uh Pretty much prepared to have a, a foam bullet whizzing by their head at some point during the day. So, but it keeps them busy, but that's been a fun purchase. Yeah. No, I, I worked in an office environment where Nerf guns were the weapon of choice, I guess. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It's, it's funny when you know the, you think about Nerf, the Nerf gun technology has certainly evolved over the last 20, 30 years. And which you know, so I'm, I'm kind of a bigger guy and I'm a big, I'm a big target. And there's some days I'm, I'm running from my office down the hall for something and I get pierced in the shoulder or the, and I turn around and no one's fessing up to it. 
That's funny. That's funny. Well, uh, to end on a marketing note, I'm curious to get your opinion on what you feel like is either the biggest opportunity or threat that markers are facing today. Yeah, that's a great question. And it's very simple. It goes back to one of the things I mentioned earlier. One of the statements that our vice chairman says is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And as a marketer, it's, it's either change or die. How are we looking ahead from a media standpoint? Everything is changing so fast, testing things. We're a mortgage company, but we're talking about TikTok every single day here, of which it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When does a brand like a mortgage company get involved with TikTok? How do we do go about it? But also from an audience standpoint, the millennials, even though we talk about millennials ad nauseum, millennials now are 35 years old, you know, could be 35 years old with marriage and kids. And it's now Gen Z. How do you develop? We're a mortgage company, but how do we start to develop a relationship with the 18, 21, 23 year old person that they may be five, 10 years away from home ownership? But how do you become a brand that they can associate themselves with or has a awareness of it and uh, has maybe there's a relationship there and how can we how can we help the 18 21 25 year old young person get ready to own a home debt I mean, we could spend another whole show talking about you know the amount of debt that young people have coming out of college nowadays and that that could be a, a barrier a burden whatever it may be to their first new car new home purchase and we've got things to products and services to you know operate and help there but from a brand standpoint how do we become relevant to the, you know, the Gen Z and the, the generations beyond, because that's how brands grow. Brands that ignore the up and coming. And there's a lot of them that I've seen in the automotive world and the video story. There's a lot of brands that kept marketing to what I call the last time buyers. They didn't focus on the new buyers and they went away. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's true. That's true. Well, Casey, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been fun. All right, Alan, thank you so much. And I look forward to hearing from you again soon. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. I love to hear from listeners, and you can contact me at marketingtodaypodcast.com. There you'll also find complete show notes with links to anything we talk about on any episode. You can also search our archives. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 